What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Dumbest Timeline. As we say every week, this is not the darkest timeline. It just happens to be the dumbest one. And this week, we have an awesome guest. Went to my high school. He's an alum. He's straight from Montreal, but he's not here right now because he's doing big things in L.A. We got Dan Ramos. Hi, bonjour. Thank you for having me, Brian. Actor, comedian. You do also do writing. We've oh, talked. Shit. You've done. You know what's so funny? That's deep. It's and deep, deep, and I love you for that because as a brown dude, they don't look at me as a writer. They would never consider me as a writer. But like, who the hell writes all my short films, all my jokes, and all? Of course, yes. yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, dude, you're a writer. I, for as long as I've known you, for everything that I've seen you do, you've been writing, you've been performing, you've been. You're a Renaissance man, master of all facts. Like why? Can I swear? I'm like, I'm yeah, excited you, already. My God, you freaking hoe bitch. I love you. <laughs> You're my hype man. My God. We were talking, before anyone even saw it, we were talking for like 13 minutes. He's like, we should start now. I'm like, yeah, we should. Yeah, so yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this week, our subject, and I'm going to let you introduce it. I'm going to add it to the screen right now. Wait, why does yeah. it say that I can't add it to the screen? Oh, because I messed up. But here it is. Okay, how our codependency with smartphones influences us in social lives, in our social social lives, and how aware we are on our influences. See, I can't even read because of I have my ADD. But basically, this topic explains how we are all codependent and how we need technology to live. Yeah, and yeah. um, I want to say. I could give up right now. I could be a caveman and I could survive. I, I don't need technology to live. I don't Do you feel? That. Yeah. So when we were talking about it before, we were trying to figure out a subject, and you you brought up. Funny enough, you'd mentioned like you're like electricity. You're like this is 1900s. It's a big, <laughs> we needed it all. And I was just like, well, more a conversation on what what specifically in this era makes you feel. And you're like, well. And then I kind of was like, well, I feel like electricity is actually a really interesting one because the idea of the electricity led to so many advances and so many things that we started to do as a society. And then that led us to these little computers that we now carry around 24 seven. You know, it's next to us in our, when we're sleeping. I don't know anyone who leaves their phone plugged in across the room. It's always next to you on your nightstand. And we all have this codependency with these pieces of technology that are constantly connected to us. And you were saying like, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Cause I remember how addicted I was to television. Mm. Like literally like you're glued. And yeah. You're sitting down in the living room and that's it. And then you could separate that from, you know, going to school and all that too. But now even in school, you're just Ooh, watching dude, the Ninja Turtles. You're, you know, you're on the bus. Oh, let me just take out a, um, a porno video. It's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, constant like. That is an interesting fact, though. The idea I that it, yeah. because we because we couldn't bring it with us, the addiction you had to cut your addiction. You didn't have a choice. You went to school. You didn't have a screen, so you just couldn't look at it all the time. And now we have them all the time. Yo, tell a kid right now that he's addicted to their phone. They'll tell you, "Get out of here." I'm a I'm a I'm a tr uh, Twitch streamer. That's my job. <laughs> Right, right. You know, yeah. my God. Do you? Think I mean, that... I mean, I mean. I'm not saying that you're. I mean, you got a real job. Don't worry. You're, you're good. You're safe. I'm oh no, no, no. I am. <laughs> hey, man. You, you're this. The, this conversation is actually probably really therapeutic for me because I am, and I have an admitted addict. I am a television addict. I have been saying that my whole. I've been saying that 
for over a decade. And anytime I say it, most people laugh and I'm just like, it's okay because my addiction is one that uh, like, you know, when they say functional alcoholics, I'm a functional television addict. Like it will never hinder my ability to do <laughs> weed. Like I can't even look. I, I was like, talk, I'm trying to finish this. And I'm like, no, you're right. You're right. We all have that. Oh God. But that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I am, I am addicted to television and I'm addicted to screens. And you're right. The idea of like these small computers that we can now carry around. And it was funny when you were describing going out in public and watching the Ninja Turtles, I'm the kid, I'm the guy on the, on the bus who not porn, thankfully, but I am the guy on the bus watching like full on movies. Like, and, and please don't be mad at me when I say this, okay. but I watched Malignant on my phone while I was traveling after it came out because you because you had mentioned because folks our, our boy dan was in malignant shout out shout out Thank shout you. out and when you would post it on social media and you were talking about how excited you were and how proud you were and i was just like yo wager got to represent so i wanted to watch it and instead of like going and like finding a time i wanted to watch it so with such expediency i was just like okay i need to watch it now i took out my phone and started watching it on my phone and then watched Dude. it in segments because oh because I didn't watch it. I, I know. I'd see that's then. That's the. <laughs> it's like watching a Dragon Ball Z video cassette that you bought at Cotonage and there's random commercials in the middle. And the <laughs> dude in China didn't cut the commercial part. And you're like, what the hell? I'm accepting this. No, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I have to admit. I'll acknowledge that I am flawed with my addiction. But it, it you know, it is interesting that as a subject to, to for you to bring it up because. I think. Yeah, I, I think I like to, I don't know how to explain this, but to hold off joy. Mm. Kind of like I'm, I'm an edging, yeah, that's, <laughs> I like to edge my joy. Interesting. So, so I remember when the internet, you know, we started getting yeah. Gmail and whatnot on our phones. Smart I'm like, phone, why yeah. do I want to check my email? Yeah. With my, I'm going to check my email at home. That's a good point. Where I, but now I'm like, no, I need to. I need to see if my book came Yeah. You know? And, and, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And, and, it, and then also, it makes us... Funny that you mentioned that. I feel like it might make us feel more... Ang well, it, def it definitely created a generation of people who feel more anxious. Because now, that thing that you're mentioning where, oh, I, I applied for a job or I did something and I'm waiting for the response. Now, because I have my email on my phone or... You know, let's say like back in the day, because I'm old enough to have had this when I met a girl and got her phone number, I would call her on the phone from home and talk to her. And now when I get a phone number, it's like or not even a phone number when I get her Instagram, when you get when you would get her Instagram yeah. or her Twitter or something and you're contacting through social media and you're like, oh, they haven't replied yet. It creates this anxiety because and the thing that you're waiting for isn't at home at any point. It's constantly in your hand. And you're holding it to distract yourself, but it's also the thing you're waiting, like you're waiting for the notification to dip down while you're still using the thing that you're using to distract yourself so you don't think about the other thing. Your life is just basically those three dots as you're waiting yeah. for everything. That's when you wake up, you're like, what is my life going to have? You know, how is it going to turn out? And yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, like, dude, dude. I feel like if you're a TikToker, a TikToker, a doctor, a TikToker yeah. that makes over, let's say, a million, right? Out of 
that week, maybe just work at a McDonald's. Oh, interesting. Humble, your, humble yourself. Right. Sure, sure. Yeah, give away money to everyone, but no, like humble yourself. You really yeah. gotta feel it. Go work at a winner's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have people yell at you. Why don't you have this in eight point five? You know, <laughs> you, there's no. Yeah, sense of I guess the entitlement for like, oh, I made a bunch of money by clickety clacketing, but maybe. See, I'm an old guy thinking like that, but the younger generation is just like, nah, that's how, that's how we roll. Right? But I, 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 you know what? You're not wrong though. I feel like it creates, I, and again, still that sense of anxiety that comes with it because for them to get big on social media like TikTok or Instagram or Reels or whatever they're doing now takes, granted, sure, it takes a lot of work. But it's just that anxiety of waiting for the numbers to pop. Like I was at Just for Laughs seeing some panels and they had one of the panels they had this year was like influencers which i thought was interesting to begin with because i was like just for laughs is bringing in comedians but they're like they're influencers so they they've never done stand-up they've done they do sketches on the bo burnham's of right 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 and it's not to take away from anything they've done it all this stuff was super interesting but every one of them talked about the fact that they spend a lot of time on these sketches and these pieces. And there's always that moment where they look on the like their phones once they've posted and they're just waiting to see the views climb. And it makes them so stressed because and then someone asked, like, well, what do you do for one that you put like the most effort in and then you see the less the least reward? What, how does that make you feel? And what do you do? And all of them admitted they we usually take them down. Because it, there's that sense of like, oh, this is embarrassing that it, that this, I don't like they, one of the guys said, I don't like the idea that someone scrolling through my past sketches would see that this one has like substantially less views than all the others that I did really well on. And I was like, oh, so you even have a curated idea of your success. Like that seemed crazy to me. That's not even for the love anymore. You get it? Right. You go to just for laugh for what? To laugh. Yeah. Influencers, their main goal is to influence a bunch of people. That that means their content. They don't give a shit. Mm. It's just whoever they are, whoever sponsored could give them money. It's like this. Influencers is what poor ass, really funny, amazing comedians that put in their time in the clubs wish they could instantly yeah. do with their yeah. account. But you got the older haters with the newer generations of influencers. Because, like, listen, man, comedy clubs want to pack it. Yeah. Show how fun you are. An yeah. influencer went over, like, let's say almost half a million, like, two two drink minimum. Yeah, they're making and, money. Yo, dude, I could kill it. Even with Malignant and, you know, all that Netflix stuff, cool. But I don't even have 10K on my Twitter and right. or Instagram. Does you know? does it? Do you feel like? But I, but I don't. I don't feel the pressure because I know okay. myself. I know myself because, like, I've been doing this since like first time I held a video camera in nineteen ninety three. Dope. First time I made my brother Don laugh. Shout out to Don. Oh, yeah, shout out to Don. He, if I, if Don laughs, I know I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to wake up as a thirty nine year old man saying, "I've got to get these hits." Yeah. I, to the you're, they are just numbers at this point. There are no yeah. fans. There are no, you know. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's an interesting point. There, it's the the numbers don't necessarily re- reflect fans 
because not everyone who's watching that is a fan of your content. Sometimes if, and, and in a lot of cases, like I had, I posted a reel once and I got 6,000 views on that reel. Mm. And I felt like a million bucks <laughs> for like a couple of days. I was like, whoa, 6,000 people fucked with 30 seconds of my content. Woo! And then I, and then, uh, I have a on I have like a business account on my Instagram, so it shows me how many accounts you've reached in the last thirty days, and it's yeah. a running total now. Like it doesn't ever disappear on my account. Oh it's my just God. underneath my name. It it shows the number and it says thirty days, and for every day, like so because of that one video, the number was super high. It was like two thousand accounts reached. And then every day it dropped by a couple, like a few numbers because less people saw the reel over those days and it kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And I just started to have this sense of like anxiety over like, well, what do I have to do now to get that number back up? And I was like, wait, why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's never how I've been before with my content. Why am I feeling this need to make sure that that one number is like, I must keep it over 2000. I'm a God now. It's like, this is insane. Yeah, that is insane. Sometimes I just try to ignore the amount of followers I have and I'll look and I'll be like, what do I have? To I'm, I'm doing everything that I can. Right. I'm doing everything that I can. And you know, like I'm, I'm proud to say I'm not an influencer. Who I'm, I'm just a guy that's trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to find a way to still live a happy life with you know my hobbies as a job now as a career. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I just I feel like this. The the more people are trying to win numbers, the more they're just gonna. Because think about it. Let's say let's say you TikTok for ten years. Mm-hmm. And then crazy. Yes, and, and, and then you do have a good amount of money. You're you know you're solid, right? Yeah. Look at those ten years. Pick one video that you would be proud of. Oh, interesting. I don't think anyone because all, all my projects are just like let me write about my life. It right. Has to right. be self bio. There are no freaking sponsors trying to tell me how to sit. You know, like yeah. You're not chasing the dragon. They're 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 like the addiction that they have. The or corporation it, is their fucking yeah. god. How about yeah. that? That's what. The, and yeah. it's true. Like, and, and and I know people who are listening to this, to this are probably gonna be like, "Well, you guys are just hating on influencers." It's not hating yeah. on influencers. We're trying to address the idea that being an influencer, which if you choose, is well within your right. But the 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 framing of the world you work in is structured so that. You have to work a certain way. You are building a, a quote-unquote fan base based on content that you're sometimes chasing the idea of, of a trend. You're not creating... They're not always creating original content. Sometimes you're creating content based solely on what's popular. And, and that's what you're saying. Like in after 10 years, when you look back at all your videos, which one of those videos that you made where yeah. you look back at all the trends you followed and shout out to my friend that was on the podcast, Ari, who talked about TikTok trends. She told me TikTok trends last a week now. They used to last two weeks. She says now it's down to a week. A trend starts and within seven days, the trend is almost pretty much burnt out like people everyone's done their version of the trend and it, something else has come along so to think about it like if you're an influencer and you're producing tiktoks or reels and you're doing that on a daily basis 
and every day is just you trying to either create co new content or jump on a trend after 10 years of doing that like you said when you look back which one will you look at and go that was when i was the happiest you know like, <laughs> will, you even, will you even be able to say that i'll never be happy never be happy i will but ask you this, more, though. Yeah. i'll ask you this as a stand-up because you do stand-up i hear a lot of stand-up comedians similarly say though they're almost never happy so are you guys yeah are you never. do you <laughs> I always, dude, I always want, <laughs> of course I want to get past at the comedy store at the improv. Yeah. yeah. But like the politics of like, there's so much. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Like, you know, the TikTok stuff, like the algo, the algo, I don't really want to get into that whole algorithm right. stuff. Like there are nerds whose jobs is to make sure that SoundCloud rapper is happy like the most hits, like yeah. they will yeah. hack into the system just so that they can have like all the. Like what is what is this? Yeah. So and, like like for me, I just want to show people, listen, man, there are people in this world who can make it without nepotism, without really trying to be a prostitute to the corporations out there. Yeah. And just yo, man, you love what you do, people respect you, people love what I do, people respect that, and that's it. Like yeah. we are looking for good quality fans and not just yo, I don't want to be a thumb sweat that's <laughs> fucked up i'm sorry no, I didn't, no that's, that's I, we weren't we weren't born just to say no we were born so yeah, that people yeah. could like sit down and hopefully when you see the next feature that i submitted to sundance let's do this dude i already did it okay so feature bio documentary on my life from montreal to la an hour and 50 minutes long dude Dude, I'm from I'm Montreal just, all the way to four days before I booked Phantom Pups. Oh wow, that's awesome, man! So think about the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the that, trajectory that's, that. that's gauntlet shit right there. That's why I'm like TikTokers. Let me tell you, man. You make stuff, and it's just copy paste delete. That's yeah, it. no one. It's a, no. it's a flash in the pan as opposed to like living an entire life and working on your craft because that's one thing I'll, I'll always give and again not to hate on the tiktok kids but one of the differences i know between tiktok and and influencer culture and stand-up comedians at least in the comedy sphere because some influencers aren't even doing they're just doing fashion uh, a, a stand-up comedian can go on stage and do a set can riff and can build off of something i don't know me tiktok influencers or real influencers who could get on stage and riff and be able to just hold a crowd. Which is why we should let them perform and let them bomb. I mean, yeah, I, I think I, that's I, where you yeah, they'll, they'll get in that shit. Cause man, sure. This is it live. You know, instantly if it right. works or not, you can get an instant comment. If you're online, sure. Type it out, delete it, block it, report. You could be in denial of you saying I'm the best and just ignoring all the haters, but I need to know everything. So yeah, online comments don't bother me, uh, but for TikTokers, they yeah, much, yeah, yeah. No, how much most mental, of your life is how much it, mental health stuff you see on like like yo go work a real job and then see if a Bangladeshi woman from IGA is gonna come back. And complain about her man. Nah, man, she's gonna keep on going. <laughs> Immigrant moms and mental health go. 
<laughs> go work. Go. Sorry, it's, yeah, we definitely lived a different life. We definitely lived yeah. a different life. <laughs> Maybe it's because of the hardships that my parents. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to appreciate. You know, I'm making moolah off of the internet, but at the same time, I'm like still trying to dig my way out of it. But uh, yeah, right. man, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, for anyone who's watching this, and for anyone who's entertained by spending most of their time on these very addictive devices that we hold. I think if anything, the conversation we're having is the codependency is on both ends. We're addicted to, 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 to the device and the people creating the content are addicted to us being addicted to them, being addicted to us. And it's just kind of crazy. And I, you know, when you talked about electricity, the reason that I brought it to codependency was because I thought of the idea of unplugging. And it really hit me like, because electricity, I was just like, you know, I, I was literally, when you me messaged me, I was in my bathroom brushing my teeth with my electric toothbrush. <laughs> and as soon as you sent me the line that said 1900s electricity, I looked at the plug and thought about unplugging it. And I was just like, yeah, unplugging, like disconnecting and the codependency is such a wild thing. And it's, it is funny to think that we live in a timeline where everyone knows it's an addiction. We know, like, and 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 we the companies knew what they were creating was addictive. <laughs> Some of the same people who work at those companies left the companies specifically because they're like, "Oh, you guys are doing this shit on purpose. You're trying to make people addicted to these platforms. You want them constantly there so that you can sell advertising." And they left because they were just like, "No, this is morally and ethically the wrong." Morals, yeah, and and and. And then it makes it harder for those of us because we're, you know, we're the, the millennial kids, Gen X cusp, you know, like we grew up and we're old enough to remember when we were never addicted mm. to the switch, dude. Remember yeah, it was crazy switch. to watch. I thought I was addicted to video games. And all of a sudden when internet came up, I'm like, whoa, we yeah. were. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we thought what we had when we were kids, like, and especially because our parents were constantly telling us like, you don't have to sit in front of the TV all day. Go outside. And you're like, okay, so I'll go outside. But it was kind of this idea that our parents didn't have TV the same way. So they were like, oh, what you're doing is addictive. Like you're you're playing these video games all day, every day. And it's just like, mom, I played for two hours. I played Star Fox. I finished the game. Star Fox is not that long. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> and you're, you're being yelled at to get off the TV. And you're just like, fine, fine. But now it's like a whole generation of kids who you could yell at them all you want to get off the TV, but they're, they have a phone in their hand. So or it's not you could yell at them to win their video game competition to win a million dollars. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's where we're at. Uh, if anything, some of these parents are like, keep playing, keep playing. Mommy needs a boat. <laughs> yeah, my son's addicted to video games. I give a shit. You know, like, <laughs> Mama needs a new boat. <laughs> <laughs> We're joining the yacht club, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yo, Dan, dude, this, this was such a crazy and interesting conversation because I really think I know. I, I genuinely don't think about this often. Like I know, like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm addicted to TV. I know that. I watch TV at 1.5 speed so I can watch more TV shows. People who know me hear me say that all the time. I do. I know Dan. I know. I don't worry. Do I didn't that. watch. I, should, I, should I didn't that. watch your movie. I didn't watch your movie at 1.5. <laughs> You're watching Malignant. I'm like, point, no, I didn't. <laughs> but like it and that addiction that I have to TV that comes from and I I, I um, admitted this I use this as, as an escape because the real world stresses me out when I start mm. to just sit back and go like oh 
I'm a person of color living in a predominantly French speaking province in a country that was founded by potentially racist people and 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 the 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 and the, their descendants who now still run the system are all around me controlling every aspect of what I have access to and and their war that they had on a language level affects me because I'm an anglophone even though I'm not one of the anglophones that did them wrong in Quebec and when I think about that stuff I'm like all right teenage mutant ninja turtles on my phone let's escape <laughs> so in you english know, in english <laughs> <laughs> yo before you go remember the days when it's like every every single little cereal box competition was great excluding quebec look what do we do every time every what did time I do? just because i know french yeah just because we parle la langue française la française, no. yeah dude this was so much fun where can people check out all your stuff uh, and what show can they watch recently yeah well, you can check out my stuff on Dan, at Dan Ramos Comedy, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or YouTube. And, on, and only Dan's. I'm kidding. I'm out on Netflix, a show called Phantom Pups. I play a ghost hunter named Jinx Jones. You'll see the only... Oh, and there's two Filipinos, dude, there. There's me and a younger version of me. This guy oh, named cool. Michael. Yeah, he uh, he's from Vancouver. Really funny guy. What's it like to have them cast a younger version? Like did you It was it, it I could not believe it. I didn't know I was going to have a younger version until like the second week cuz I didn't read all the episodes. But yeah. they're like, "Yeah, do you know about the young, your younger version?" I'm like, "There's a younger Don Ramos." <laughs> and then he he, he shows up and then my boss was like, yeah, you know, if you want to, like, just take him around town and, you know, have a little conversation with him. He goes like, are you cool yet, Dan? I'm like, all right, let's go drink. That is so, so cool. Yeah, man. That is so, so um, cool. So listen, man, I hope Comic-Con watches this because, uh, you know, I could be in my head. I'm like, maybe I'm just going to bank on the horror shit. Because <laughs> I got Malignant and then Phantom Pups for kids. So, hey, man, we did horror is fun. It's I, I. I'm petrified of horror. That's watching Malignant on my phone in the day was probably better for me because trying to watch it on my big screen when when it got to the end when it got to, like towards the end and things started like popping out of things and I'm not, I don't want to spoil for those who haven't seen it but I was sitting there on my phone being like turning my phone away a little bit being like I don't want to look but like also being like okay keep watching keep watching you're good so yeah man throw your phone away. <laughs> yeah. dude thank you so much this was so much fun and as I say at the end every week, guys, we are working at finding a better timeline. Not not like some science fiction idea, but just us as a people can potentially make this a better timeline. And then hopefully another timeline will keep fucking up and they'll be the dumbest timeline. But until then, we are the dumbest timeline. This has been another edition. Dan, thank you so much. This was a blast Merci talking with you. Brian. Thanks for having me. Toujours un plaisir. Peace, everybody. Have a good Bye. one. Have a good one.